Hey, you are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited. We have had so many amazing speakers and just talking about real subjects and real things that are going on and how we can inspire others. And today, I am so excited to be introducing someone who um, we've actually known each other now for, uh, you know, four years you know, but we didn't know each other really before that. And so our journey kind of met because of depression. And so we're kind of talking about something that's a little bit sensitive and something that I think needs, really needs to be said. And so especially, you know, Mother's Day coming up and we're around this time and this is a subject that just needs to be talked about. So I am so excited to welcome my friend and my fellow fitness friend and my fellow mom friend and my fellow everything friend. Uh, but I'm so excited to welcome Ashley Caskell to the Inspire Her podcast. Hi. How hey. are you? <laughs> <laughs> so we actually talk um, every single day. And this is Ashley's actually been the most asked about when about the Inspire Her podcast. And every time I say, I'm going to do a podcast, who should I have? And every single time they say, Ashley Caskell, Ashley Caskell, like they want to know her story. (laughs) The thing is, is that people don't realize is that I hate talking. I hate public speaking. I hate talking on any type of call. I am not the speaker. Anytime we do any type of events, Farron is always the one to talk. And I just kind of stand there and smile. She does. She says, okay, you talk. And, you know, so this is really exciting to have her on and kind of convince her. Um, And so we decided that this is a good time to talk about a subject that is sensitive. And we said, you know, what, what is her story? And it's time for her to tell her story. And so if you don't know Ashley, you know, she is like a fitness guru. She's a mom of three. She um, is a wife. She's a CT tech. um, And she had a viral video. So if you've seen like a wine video, she's all over social media. And so when you look at her from the outside, you might be like, this girl just has everything going on for her. She has, you know, the family and she has the husband and she has her fitness and she's a great job. And, um, and I thought that, you know, when I met Ashley and I thought Ashley just has everything, but it wasn't, you know, our story kind of starts. We were sitting in our living room or in our kids playroom. And when I first found out about postpartum depression and what Ashley was going through. So Ashley, if you want to start and tell, like, tell your story, tell about you, um, and tell how you got to that spot. So I am a mom of three, like Farron said, and getting pregnant was not easy. We tried for almost two years to get pregnant with our first. We ended up going through infertility treatment and finally getting pregnant with our first and quickly got pregnant with our second. You know, everyone was like, oh, you know, you're just going to have to go straight back to infertility treatment. We had the appointment, we had the plan and woke up one day feeling sick, woke up a few days feeling sick, and then found out that we were pregnant with our second without any treatment, which was awesome. Those two pregnancies were great. Really no issues, no no postpartum depression afterwards, no complications, nothing. And then I got pregnant for the third time. And 
that pregnancy was tough. That was one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. I ended up actually going into preterm labor at 32 weeks, I believe, while my husband was away in Alabama. And I was alone with my two kids and I had never experienced labor before because I had scheduled C-sections. And I remember being on the playroom floor, hysterically crying, grabbing my stomach, not knowing what was going on. I had two small kids with me and I grabbed the phone, called my mom and I was like, I don't know what's happening. And she's like, I think you're in labor. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know what that means. And, you know, I remember calling the doctor, like, you know, this whole thing and they were able to stop my contractions and, you know, sent me home and they were like, you need to prepare yourself because this baby is most likely going to come anytime now. Like if you come back next week in labor, we're taking it. And I was like, all right. So I prepared myself, made sure my husband was home within a couple weeks. And I was like, you cannot go away anymore. We are going to have this baby soon. We ended up making it to our C-section date. And I had a panic attack on the OR table. Um, They gave me so much medications that I was just completely out of it for the first like 12 hours after she was born. And I should have known then that something wasn't going to go, like it wasn't going to be the same as the other two. Like with all of those things happening, I knew that, you know, something wasn't right. So we get home. My husband travels a lot with his job. So three weeks after she was born, he was away for work for a couple weeks. And that's kind of when things kind of hit me. You know, I was trying to get used to being a new mom now to three. We had just moved. We were still trying to figure out life in this new house and, you know, all of these things. And I just remember feeling alone, feeling lost, feeling like I didn't really know what I was doing. And I could start to feel myself kind of slip away a little bit. The thing is, is that I have supportive family. I have supportive friends. You know, I had all of, I had this amazing support system, but I didn't know how to talk about what I was feeling. Um, you know, my mom has, she's amazing. She's always been there for me. And she actually stayed with me for a lot of the days during the week while my husband was away. So I was never really alone, but I felt completely alone, if that makes any sense. I remember, I think it was about, it was right before my daughter's two-month checkup. Um, I remember sitting on the, the playroom floor and I was just crying and I couldn't even stop. And I have no idea why I even started. And I remember, um, this is kind of like my breaking point. I remember when my son came in and he was like, mommy, why are you crying? He was about three and a half at the time. And I was like, I, I don't know, pal. And he's like, are you, are you sad? And I was like, no, I'm not sad. And he's like, are you hurt? And I was like, no, I'm not hurt. He's like, but then why are you crying? And I was like, I don't know. I couldn't stop. I didn't like looking in the mirror. I didn't like, you know, wearing anything but maternity clothes because the maternity clothes made me feel comfortable. You know, I just, I didn't know what I was feeling. And I remember going to my daughter's two month checkup appointment and our doctor, he's a family practice doctor. So, you know, he does, he does her whole well child visit. And then he looked at me and he must've been able to tell just by the way that I looked. And he was like, you know, Ashley, how are you doing? Are you okay? And I immediately just broke down and started hysterically crying. And I didn't even know why. All he asked was how I was feeling. And I couldn't even give him an answer. And he was like, okay, 
he's like, I believe that you're suffering from some postpartum depression. I was like, no, I was like, I'm fine. Like, I didn't have that with the other two. And he's like, no, like, really, I think that, you know, you are. And he's like, I'm going to write you a prescription for some medication because postpartum depression is something that you don't want to mess with. You know, a, a lot of people go through it and it's something that needs to be treated. It's not something that can go untreated. And I was like, oh, I really, I was kind of hesitant on it um, only because, with me and my family history, I have a long family history of some mental health disorders, bipolar, depression, anxiety, even substance abuse. And another little thing about me is when I was going through, I guess it was in when I was going through school in college, I suffered from anxiety and I also suffered from insomnia. And my doctor at the time, I, I guess I was what, 18 years old? He put me on sleeping medication and anxiety and depression medication. And I was like, man, I really don't want to be on this forever. My, you know, my, I see my dad take these medications. My grandma takes these medications. Like I didn't want to be on these like mood altering medications, you know, for a long period of time, if there was something that I could do about it. So, you know, I was able to get off of them when I was in college and it kind of just brought me back to that point. And when the doctor was like, no, you know, you need to be treated. I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'll, I'll do it because I needed to be a good mom for my kids. Right. Like my kids needed a happy mom. They needed a mom that was going to be able to get up out of bed and take care of them and not want to just stay in bed, curled it, you know, up in a little ball with the room dark and like crying. They needed their mom. So I left that appointment with a prescription for Zoloft and I wanted to do something more though. I didn't want to just take the medication. So it's kind of where I turned to fitness and it's, this is kind of where Farron and I are, um, our stories kind of combined. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple months before I had my daughter, Farron had her daughter and I remember meeting up with her um, and she was talking to me about how, you know, she was depressed. I don't even know how I got you. We were at a coffee shop, right? Oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee shop. Yeah, somehow we ended up at this coffee shop together and, you know, we were coworkers, but we weren't friends. Like, I know that sounds really, really bad, guys. <laughs> Everyone who knows us right now is like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. So we were, we were coworkers, you know, we were like, you know, acquaintances and stuff, but like, you know, we didn't talk on the regular, you know, we talked when we were at work and I'm not even exactly sure how we ended up in this coffee shop, but I remember Farron telling me, you know, how she was, she was depressed and she was upset and, you know, she didn't know what was going on. And I remember turning to her and be like, you need to be put on medication. <laughs> like you need to do something about that. And luckily she didn't listen to me. Well, she kind of listened to me. She asked her doctor for medication. Um, but you know, her doctor was like, no, like, you know, there's other things that you can do. And I'm thankful for that because when my daughter was about eight to nine weeks old and I was scrolling, you know, through Facebook at 3 a.m. at a nursing feeding, I came across Farron's post. Um, you know, she's a health and fitness um, influencer and coach as well. And she had posted her transformation. And it wasn't just the physical transformation that blew me away, but it was also the emotional transformation because I was able to see this mom who was exactly like I was a couple months before, how she was able to transform 
you know, and beat the postpartum depression and, you know, do something for herself that wasn't just helping with the depression, but also helping her with her health and, you know, overall well-being. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. Like, I think that I can try to find another out, like something that will fulfill me, give me some purpose and also like make me feel better about myself. So that's when I found fitness and I immediately fell in love with it. And the crazy thing about it is that I was never the type of person who liked working out. I wasn't very active. I wasn't very, I'm not, I was not the healthiest eater at all. Um, You know, I, yes, I grew up as a cheerleader all of my life, but I specifically remember in high school, you know, we would be warming up and part of our warm up sometimes was to run a mile around the school building. And I would always cut that mile short. I would always cheat that mile. I would find a shortcut and I wouldn't even run the mile. And, um, I joined gyms and I always would go for maybe a week or two. And then I would always stop showing up and I would pay for a gym membership for years because I was too lazy and embarrassed to go to cancel that gym membership. And, you know, that was me. I was the the person that started a lot of things, but I never finished. But for some reason, something in me was like, you know what, you can do this this time. And it was around Christmas. And I turned to my husband and I was like, by the way, I, I bought myself a Christmas present and you know, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I just need your support. So, you know, luckily he's very supportive and, you know, he's always behind me 100% in everything that I do. So that's kind of how it all started. And I guess like the rest is really history because here we are four and a half years later and I'm still going strong. <laughs> I know. Well, I would like to go back and say, you know, when Ashley says she always tells this as part of a story of how she told me you need to get on medicine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and every, you know, we always laugh, but um, like the, for me, like on the other side of that was that, you know, I felt I was going through postpartum and I felt like having her to talk to was like, I mean, her telling me you need to get on medicine, it wasn't just like get on medicine, but it was like she was validating what I was feeling and saying it was okay and that like you there you can do something about it. So because I, I feel like as a mom, you know, you always feel like you shouldn't be depressed. Yeah, exactly. Like, so for me, you know, like I said, I have the supportive family and I have the supportive friends and the supportive husband and all of that stuff. But when I was in it myself, like, and you know, I didn't know much about it when I had talked to Farron about it. Like when I told her, cause I was still pregnant at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't going through it myself, but I know enough about anxiety and I know enough about depression and you know, that stuff that like I can see red flags but then when it, I feel like when you're going through it yourself, you kind of shut that stuff out. And for me, my family didn't know what I was going through. They didn't know what was going through in my mind. Even my husband didn't really know because, you know, I didn't talk about it. And the reason why I didn't talk about it was because like on the outside, I feel like I looked like I had everything together. Like I, you know, when there was get togethers, you know, my, my family is very close and we do a lot of family get togethers, like I would get myself together. I would put the clothes on. I would put the makeup on. I would do my hair. Like I would do what I needed to do. And I would put on like that fake face, you know what I mean? And because I didn't want them to think anything less of me at the, you know, on one hand. And then on the other hand, I was embarrassed to talk about it to anybody because 
here I have everything that I've always wanted. You know, I've got the kids that I worked really hard for. I've got the supportive family. I've got the supportive friends. So like, what do I have to be upset about? You know, why am I depressed? And I couldn't answer that question. So that's why I feel like that's why a lot of women have a really, really hard time talking about it because it's, it's just this thing that comes on to you like a huge wave. Like it just like, I can't even describe it. It's, it's hard. It's definitely a hard thing. And I f- it's definitely something people need to talk about more because I feel like that's what makes it even harder to talk about because people don't talk about it. You know, and I think that's so important for this podcast is you telling, you know, everyone your story and about being depressed and all because it makes it okay for another mama to feel like depressed, you know, and it's okay. This is normal. You will get through this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big thing. And I remember, I remember the first time I put it out there and, you know, I shared my story on Facebook and I remember, you know, I think it was my sister-in-law. I'm pretty sure it was my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. I'm pretty sure she either sent me a text message or she commented and she was like, I had absolutely no idea you were going through any of this. Like I had, and she was upset because she didn't know that I was going through any of that, like that I was fighting like, I guess these demons inside during that period of time and you know, that she didn't help. And I'm like, you can't help if nobody talks about it, you know? Right. right. Well, that's <laughs> scary too. It's scary to think like, you know, I mean, luckily I feel like you and I, like, it's weird how we like met during this like depression and like, and I, I feel like you've saved me. And like, you know, if I didn't have you and during this time and like the fitness and the whole thing, like we just, it, it made it go away. But like, it's scary to think that there's other moms out there who like, where do they go? Who do they, who do you talk to? And that's, you know, and that's like my, my whole thing of, you know, not just like, you know, sharing, sharing these parts of it, but also like for me exercise, you know, I go from the woman, the, the woman who hated doing anything, who quit with everything to now like exercise for me is therapy. Um, you know, that 30 minutes a day that I can, you know, block out for just me, doing something for myself, like sweating out, you know, whatever, sweating out the anxiety, sweating out the stress is what I like to like say, you know, punching it out and getting those endorphins flowing. Like that is therapy for me. And it just makes me feel so great. And in addition to that, like the community that we have, the the community that we are forming with our team is just, especially right now in this uncertain time and everything, it is our community is stronger than ever. I feel like we are just there to support each other. We're there to lift each other up. And, you know, I feel like I can turn to anybody on our team. And if I ask them for anything, like they would give it to me if I needed it. No, I totally agree. It is a totally different thing. Just surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah. 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 It's all about, yeah, surrounding yourself with the positive people, the people that are going to be lifting you up instead of bringing you down. And, um, you know, that makes a huge, huge difference. Okay. So, you know, you tried to describe it a little bit, but like, so what do you think, like for a mom, like listening, like what does depression feel like? Like, what is that? And maybe someone's confused and they're like, oh my gosh, do I have it? Like, what does that feel like for you? (sighs) For me, it felt like, like a, heavy blanket was like on top of me. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't get up. I couldn't breathe at some, sometimes like it just felt like somebody was like suffocating me a little bit or just like, I don't even know, just like this overwhelming sadness, but not having anything to be sad about. 
Yeah. Sense. Like it's so, it's such a hard thing to talk about, like, or to describe, I guess you could say, but I think it's just that overwhelming sense of, of sadness and unhappiness and not really knowing why you're like that though. Right. Right. Yeah. I felt, I felt the same way. And I think like if it's associated with, you know, after you have a baby and you just start to feel like you're not the same person, that's when you need to reach out. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, and I will say like, there's certain hormones obviously that are real, like, you know, that are normal. Like, you know, when you have a baby, yes, you're going to cry. Like you're going to, you know, I, I did cry after, after my first two pregnancies, but it was like, you know, your hormones are all out of whack. It, you know, it does a lot to your body. And I think that when it gets to the point where you're uncontrollably crying and when you can, you can't even look at yourself. Like for me, it wasn't even just like the emotional stuff, but it was like the physical things. Like I would look in the mirror at myself and I couldn't even look in the mirror because anytime I did, I would start to get these negative thoughts about myself. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you're so fat this time. Like you didn't do, you know, you're not bouncing back or it was just like that, all of that negative self-talk also on top of like just that feeling of unhappiness. I know that we're not alone in that. Like I know that I wasn't alone in that. I know that a lot of moms do it because like I talk to, you know, new moms a lot and it's like, you, you have to give yourself some grace though at the same time. Like you have to you have to understand what your body just went through and it's not just going to bounce back. But at the same time, you can't expect, you know, a change without doing something different. Like you can't, you can't expect your body to change if you're not willing to do anything to make it change. Right. Okay. So this is perfect. What advice do you have for a depressed mama? Like someone who's feeling like really alone, they don't know what to do reach out to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like step one is to talk about it. So whether it is to talk about it with a close friend or family member, um, or maybe your spouse, like the first thing is to talk about it. And I'll tell you, you're going to cry a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. but the first thing is just to, just to admit it. You know, they, um, they say like the first thing to do to, you know, if you have a problem is to admit that you have a problem. (laughs) So like, I think the first thing is to talk about it and to realize that something's not right. And if you don't feel comfortable with talking about it to somebody that you know, then, you know, the great thing about it is you have the internet at your hands. You have, you know, forums, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have social media, there's all of these different platforms. And I guarantee you, if you go into Instagram and you hashtag postpartum depression or, you know, PPD or whatever it is, you will find all of these people that are going through it too, or maybe overcoming it. And, you know, you can always reach out to somebody there. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to anybody. I'm sure you can find somebody. And sometimes it feels a little bit better reaching out to a stranger than it is to somebody that, you know, because of that whole like embarrassment thing, but definitely talk about it. But the biggest thing that I, I would suggest to do is to do something for yourself as well. Like, yes, you need to talk about it. And there might be a point where you do need to get you know, talk to a doctor about it. Um, because like I said, it is something that you don't want to take lightly. Um, because if it gets, you know, too severe, it will, I feel like it will affect how you parent, you know what I mean? Like 
your, your kids need you, especially if you have a baby. Um, you can't really stay in bed all day long if you have a newborn. You have to, you know, take care of it. But I think that also doing something for you is a huge, huge help. And whether that be take a walk around your block or, you know, take a drive or, you know, do some sort of workout or, you know, fix yourself a really healthy meal, just doing something for you or even sitting in a quiet room reading a personal development book, Um, you know, anything, anything, as long as you're doing something for yourself. Yeah. You know, um, I think like doing something unapologetically, like this is me and take ownership of that. And I feel like we feel this like, yes, I was going to say this weird mom guilt for even just taking a shower, you feel guilty, but you, you just have to. And you know, it's crazy. You said like, talk to a stranger. Um, and maybe this is like us telling you like permission to talk to a random stranger, Um, because, you know, and maybe you just do it and you're like, Hey, I just wanted to tell you something because it, one, it feels good. Like, as you said, you have to admit, but two, like, it's crazy that the, you know, I had, you know, some family and I had friends that I've had forever. And the only person I felt comfortable talking to, like not even my husband, I felt comfortable talking to Ashley, who was a coworker (laughs) that was like, you know, we didn't, weren't really friends. Like we had never talked about depression or anything before, like, we talked about cat scans, you know? So it's like, what? Chocolate chocolate chip cookies. And chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like, you know, it's to think like, it's not like we had anyone to talk to either. You just, you know, you just have to find someone or like, you know, when you said personal development, Ashley, I thought, you know, how, um, you know, we love, we are always reading like personal development books, but every time you pick up a personal development book, a lot of these good books, like these personal development, you go girl books, um, they always have like a group, like with them, you know, like Rachel Hollis or just, um, I feel like all of them that we pick up, there's, there's something you can Google, you can get on Facebook and you can find a group and then those might be your people. Yep. Yeah. So, and I'm not, and I am speaking for Ashley for this, but I'm not kidding. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I I think I just want to tell Ashley, you like can legit message her and be like, I'm depressed. And she'll, and she'll be like, let's talk like, okay. You know, because, and that might actually feel really good to talk to someone else and just put it down in writing. And it's just between you and her because, you know, you just need that sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I will say I'm not an expert by any means. Um, but I, you know, do, I feel like when you go through it, it's easier to talk about. And like I said, I do have, you know, a history of anxiety and depression and stuff in my family too. So I'm familiar with certain things, but definitely not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, feel like I have to put that disclaimer out. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's crazy because, um, actually Ashley said that I, you know, went and talked to my doctor. Um, you know, once, once Ashley told me like, you need to be on medicine, like, you know, you obviously need help. And it was just like me crying in front of her and just like opening up in front of her. And I was like, Oh, so I'm okay. Like I felt, Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. That feeling like it was like a weight was lifted off of me when she told me that, because it was like for so long, I felt guilty for being depressed and crying and guilty for like not being the happiest version of myself. And I didn't tell any friends. And so then here's Ashley. And when she said like, you need medicine, it was like, Oh, this is normal. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. Like there's help because when you're in that moment, I feel like you feel like there's no help like that. I can't 
I'm done here. Yeah. But, you feel alone. You feel like there's just no way out. And, you know, I, and just to piggyback on the postpartum depression with infertility, because I feel like those are two big things that women go through that you feel like you can't talk about. And because I've gone through both, I want to say like, if you're going through infertility treatment, definitely reach out and talk. And I know that it's an embarrassment, like you feel embarrassed because you are, you're needing help to, you know, get pregnant. Like that's something that, you know, women should be able to be able to do. Um, but I want to tell you, you're not alone. Um, I have a lot of friends who I feel like I have to like give permission to talk about. Like I have to say like, I know you're struggling and it's okay. You can talk about it. And I feel like that's the same thing with postpartum depression is if you have a friend, even if you have a friend, maybe you're not going through it yourself, but if you have a friend that maybe just recently had a, a baby, maybe within the past like six months and you can just tell that something's not right, then I feel like you have to maybe give them permission and be like, you know what? I'm concerned. I think that something's going on and I'm giving you permission to talk about it. Like I'm here for you. And maybe that's just exactly what they need. That was so powerful. Like even just hearing you say that, it was like, yes, that's, that's exactly. And that was actually going to be my question for you too, is like, what can friends do to help? Like, how can they be a part of this and help? Yeah. Just, just let your friends know that you are there for them and that you're, you know, if they want to talk that you're here and if they don't want to talk, you know, and maybe they just want to sit with you and cry that you're going to be there for them to sit with and cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I feel like you need to know that like that door's open for sure. Yeah. No, I think that's so powerful that you said that. And I feel like friends who don't have kids sometimes, or maybe friends who have never been through depression really don't know what to do. Or even if there's an issue, they just assume that you should be happy and everything's fine. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. There's this like, you know, thing like, like, oh, you, you have everything. You should be happy. You should, you know, everything's butterflies and rainbows. But the reality is, is that it's not all butterflies and rainbows <laughs> and that it's, that's okay though. It's right. okay for you not to be okay. Right. Also, I would say like friends should come and take your child and <laughs> tell you to take a nap, you know, yes. <laughs> Or take a shower. Yeah, like just come over and don't let. Because I feel like as moms, I feel like we'll be like, no, no, we're fine. It's okay. Like we we don't need a shower. We're good. We're getting enough sleep. Yeah, I'm eating, and you're not. At yeah. All. So when your friend offers that, take them up on that offer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be like, okay, and then hope they bring Chick Fil A, and <laughs> and yeah. let you take a shower. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So. I love everything that you've said and about depression and just uh, really owning up to, you know, what happened and how it is. I mean, so, I mean, it's crazy that you, the girl that you were before looks a lot different than the girl you are right now. 100%. Not just physically either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mentally, like you're running a business. You, I mean, like, you know, you confidently take your kids places and watch other kids. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a huge thing. <laughs> um, when I was, when I just had one, and even when I had two, I didn't take my kids anywhere because I was just too scared. I was a, I was a very nervous mother, I guess you could say. I just didn't know what would happen. Like, well, what if I went out and the baby cried? Or yeah. what if, what if Bud ran in this direction and I was nursing here? Like how would, yeah, I had all of these what ifs and yeah, now I, I do daycare for three kids now. 
You know, so some days I have six or seven kids in my house. (laughs) And you're fine with it. You're like, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the chaos and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's funny because, um, my one daycare, um, baby, his mom is like, you're just so calm. And you like, how did, how do you just, I would lose my mind or, you know, you know, just like random like things. And I'm like, I wasn't always like that, which is weird. (laughs) Right. Right. Hearing a crying baby doesn't bother me anymore. But like when I was young, like not younger, but like a couple years ago when I had my, you know, just my own, even when it, when it was just two, like that, that sound of a crying baby, like, I just don't know, like it like would crumble me. (laughs) Oh, and now you're like, well, okay, it's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, so the cure, I think, you know, if somebody, one, they need to talk out, talk to someone is kind of your thing. Like talk to someone, get it out. And then two, it seems like fitness has kind of been your outlet and you think that's helped. For me, definitely. Um, like I said, it's been, it's my therapy. Exercise is definitely my therapy. The days that I don't work out, I feel like everybody knows Uh work out. Like, you know, Sundays are usually my rest days. However, I try to stay active. But if I like, I'm like, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. I guarantee by three o'clock, I am one grumpy person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So definitely exercise. And then you said, you know, having positive people around you. Surround yourself with positive people, the people that are going to lift you up instead of bringing you down. And that just are always going to be there. Okay. And then, so lastly, what is your, do you have something inspiring, something that you advice for a new mom advice for, um, any woman really, you know, any woman who's dealing with depression, like, you know, where, I mean, I guess like some kind of inspiration from that there's a different life, like, you know, you can be more. Um, I don't, oh gosh, this one's hard. (laughs) (laughs) You, I feel like this is like being put on the spot. This is the stuff that I don't like. I know. Abort, abort. Yes. Can we just stop now? Um, so I think the my biggest thing is for, for women to know two things. Number one, that it's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, even as far as we, like, the further we get into motherhood, people have this, like, thing like, oh, it's going to be easier when they get older. It's going to be easier when the kids are older and, you know, all of these things. But it, I'm telling you guys, it doesn't get easier it just gets different. And the struggles, you're still, you're always going to have some struggles. You're always going to have some learning curves when it comes to parenting. I feel like that's just like a given. Um, but just know, especially as moms, that it's okay to not be okay, but to always continue to talk about it. So like, even to this day, you know, I have an almost eight-year-old, I have a six-year-old and I have a four-year-old. And there are days when I am losing it, where I feel like I am on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And that's when I, again, I turn to my support system and I turn to my, my friends and my family and I'm like, I am not okay. And I think that that is a big thing that you need to know is that it's okay to not be okay. So definitely turn to your support system in those times. Um, and the other thing is just don't compare yourself to other, other moms, um, which is really, really, really hard to do, but every kid is different and every parent is different. And, you know, it's a really, really easy to fall into that like rabbit hole of comparison. Um, and I think that you just have to try to put your blinders on as best as you can and don't compare yourself to others. That was 
you said, oh, I'm put on the spot. And then she like whips out number one, number two. <laughs> well, you know, for me, that was really that because, you know, I, the, these past couple of weeks, like month and a half has been really, really, really hard. And I feel like those two things have really gotten me through this past month and a half. Um, you know, like I said, my, my husband travels a lot with work and I felt like I was just alone during this quarantine with my three kids losing my mind. And I had to do those two things. I had to do step one. I have to like, okay, it's not, it's, I'm okay. Like, it's okay to not be okay. Like I can do this. And then I leaned in and, you know, the same thing with like the comparison thing. Cause like, you know, on the outside, Oh, I just put this quote up on my page the other day. Um, and I can't even remember the whole like quote, but it was like, um, you know, I wish that I wish that I could see me the way that my fellow mom friends could see Aww, me yeah. outside. It looks like I'm crushing it, you know, like that. I, it was like something along those lines, but, and I was like, man, that, that's really good. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. And it is crazy because, um, you know, you, you said about, um, you know, like there's still times when you still feel like, you know, everything's not okay. And, and you still talk to people and, and I'll, I'll speak for Ashley that, you know, we, even though I feel like, I kind of feel like it's weird to say, but I feel like we beat postpartum depression. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, okay, we did this and we know our outlets now. Um, but we still talk to each other and say like, today I am not okay. You know, like yeah. I am not okay. I'm having a bad day. And it is like, it, but it's weird, but it's like, once you say it, I can't tell you how many times Ashley will say to it's me, weight lifted off of your shoulder. It is. <laughs> And then she immediately, instead of holding in, like, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, she'll tell me, like, I'm not okay, you know, this is a bad, you know, this, I just having a rough day, but then she comes back with, like, but I'm going to do this, 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 and this to make it a better day, and it's like, she turns it around for herself, but you had to, like, admit it first, and yeah. then, but it is a weight lifted off once you just tell someone, like, I'm having a crappy day, my kids have been crazy, and then she's like, <sighs> okay, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to take a bottle bath and drink a glass of wine. Like, and then she's like, and all's right in the world. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, so Ashley, people obviously are going to want to follow you and follow your journey. Um, and if you don't already follow Ashley, you know, she really is, she does have three kids and she's able to balance a lot. Um, and she, also shares everything that she does between like teaching her kids right now, um, what she's going through, her good days, her bad days. She shares about when she eats, you know, a lot of cheesecake. I mean, like <laughs> there's, there, she's great and like so inspiring to follow because every day you're like, let me see what Ashley's up to. And it's like, okay, cool. She got her workout in and she continued her day. I can do it too. So Ashley, where can people find you? So I am on Facebook primarily. Um, that's pretty much like my my big hub right there. Um, so it's just Ashley Caskell on Facebook. Um, I am also on Instagram, so you can follow me at Ashley Caskell, A-S-H-L-E-Y-K-A-S-K-E-L. And I also have a website. It is ashleycaskellfitness.com. Yay. Oh, well, Ashley, thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing, like really going, you really went in deep there, you know, and told <laughs> things that I, people need to hear. And so I hope that if anyone listens, when you listen, make sure you tag Ashley, um, shout her out. And like, I, again, I know that you can message her and go to her with whatever you need um, and know that in this, you are not alone. So yeah. 
And if you are a mom and you're like, you know what, I want to move my body a little bit. Um, every Saturday morning, I forgot to add this in earlier, but every Saturday morning, um, I am teaching a live free class because I'm also a live instructor. Um, so I teach a live class over Zoom um, that is completely free, just my way of giving back to the community right now. Yes. And it's awesome. Like every Saturday you get to sweat and you get to share it with friends. And, you know, I said for people who are missing their family and all right now, like this is a great way to get on the call. Um, and then, you know, send it to your, wherever your family are that you, you can't see right now and you can both work out together. And then we just leave the zoom call open. So you, I mean, if you guys want to stay on after, <laughs> like people can just stay on and talk and be like, okay, bye. So, um, but thank you, Ashley, for being on. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy and I can't wait to inspire others. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.